Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, all right, all right, all right. I figured I'd beat him to the punch today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. We love you guys and we appreciate you taking a page out of his book, y'all. I was just gonna let her go. <laughs> you taking a page off my book? <laughs> just gonna let her go. This oh. is what I get all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sure is what I get all day, every day, twenty-four-seven. Yeah, right before we started recording, you gave me a little something. Huh? Huh? Get that well, thing number. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> To our podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening whatever day you choose to listen. We are so grateful and so thankful that you take some time to listen to Doug and Renee Married Life. Doug and Renee Married Life. Married Life. Married Life. Yes. Yes. This is a Christian broadcast. (laughs) Yes. And we use the word... As our foundation for our conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, we try not to give our opinion, but we do. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. We do. Um, it's inevitable. Most mm-hmm. people have one. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you whether you take it or not. Um, I like to look at it as godly advice based on our experience. I look at it as my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Your based, lens sees it one way, my lens sees it based another on way. Our experience. No, this, this could be godly advice. Yeah. Yeah. See how you do, how you did that? See, well, we're still talking about the power of agreement. Power of agreement. I and you came you. into agreement with me. Yes, I did. Yes. That's how it's supposed to be, y'all, in married life. You need to come to some Agreement. You may not always agree on everything, but at some point in time, you need to come together Mm -hmm. and agree. Yes. And I'll tell you what we, one of the things I, this has nothing to do with our notes, but when we watch shows on TV and the guy, the husband will say, happy wife, happy life. Ooh, that just gets me. That has nothing to do with our notes. But it's true, y'all. Okay. It helps. Okay. I think we, it goes both ways, though. Yeah, it, it goes just, both ways. It just, it just sounds better to say wife and life. Yeah. But I do believe if the husband's happy and the wife is happy, then the, house, happy. the yeah. house is happy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Every time I yes. see that on somebody say that, I'm like, man. Yes. Okay, we're talking about the power of agreement. Yes, I don't know where that came I from, I don't know y'all. where it came from either. Um, so, I just felt that deep down in my... My esophagus somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it didn't even make it to the stomach. It's deep in the esophagus. Okay. Yeah, it was just, it was just down there. It was just bubbling up like uh, acid reflux. All right. Mm. Okay. Okay. So anyway, we're talking about the power of agreement. Yes. And I was thinking about this because I don't really particularly have any specific notes this week. I'm, I'm, I'm flowing off of you, Doug. But there's some mm-hmm. things in my heart, and I was thinking about this. So there is power in agreement, uh-huh. but sometimes we it can start off with a small thing that we don't agree on, 
and then it festers into a large thing. So I just wanted to point out for people to be mindful when you have like little disagreements, where to go out to eat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, where are you going to shop? Where are you going to grocery shop? Where are you going to get your gas? Where are you, you know, little things. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says there's small, the small um, foxes. foxes that spoil the vine. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Um, I don't know where it's at, but that, I know it's in there. I'll have to find it since okay. I'm bringing it out. Um, but I think it's important not to let those small disagreements turn into larger ones. It's kind of like the saying, pick your battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so before we got deep into the notes, that was just something that I thought about this week, reflecting upon what we were going to discuss about power of agreement and Lord saying, Lord, what would you have me to say? Because that's always our prayer that we get downloads from God, that we're not always just giving our um, godly advice mm-hmm. or opinion, however you choose to look at mm-hmm. it. But that was one of the things that was on my heart, not allowing small disagreements. Because Douglas and I sitting here, Doug and I sitting here are not telling you that there's power in agreement and we agree on everything. That's no, far from the truth. Far from the truth. But what we do, we do come together at some point and have... Um, some level of understanding and get in one mind and one accord so that the enemy is defeated and not us being defeated in our house because we're at odds or we're at disagreement. I dare say if there's power in agreement, there's weakness in disagreement. So be careful not to allow weakness into your marriage because you're disagreeing, whether it's something small that can turn in that can turn into something big. No, no, I, I was going to say something. Yeah, I was, but you you hit me with the weakness and disagreement, and that just kind of threw my whole train of thought somewhere. Oh, okay, yeah, because you so, were sitting with a like a deer with yeah, a deer because, headlights, like because uh, okay, <laughs> so if all right, let's start from from what you said a few minutes ago. Small things. Most people who are married are. Total opposites, generally speaking. They're opposites. One likes right, one says left. One likes french fries, the other one wants rice or whatever it may be. One wants, you know, mustard, the other one wants... Ketchup. Ketchup. Whatever it may be. So if they don't agree on those little things, and I, I'm just trying to, 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 to flow with you, if they don't agree on those little things because they probably don't because they're opposites... Then should they be alarmed? Uh, should alarms go off? Should are you talking about? Should single people be alarmed? No, no, no. I'm talking about married, married people, people. J- like like newlyweds, just getting married. And you know, once they start um, get past that newlywed stage of you know what morning breath smell like, and you know, <laughs> go to the bathroom and all this, like, ooh, God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's not talking about me, y'all. <laughs> but I'm just saying, once you get past that stage and, you know, all the masks start coming off and you start realizing who you're married to, then you start realizing this person thinks totally different than I do. No. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not. Because going back to the podcast that we did over a year ago, Celebrate Your Differences, mm-hmm. We were talking about how you should appreciate 
the the different qualities that your spouse brings into the marriage because that's what makes you guys stronger. The more you are, the more behind the scenes, messing with my mic while I'm talking, it's fine. No, it's not. The more you appreciate your spouse and your spouse appreciates you, that's powerful mm-hmm. because the two of you together with the different set of qualities make you a stronger unit. So I don't think you should be alarmed. But if we're looking at things differently, like like you and I, generally, if we look at a situation, I look at it from my perspective, you look at it from your perspective. To the newlywed couple, how would you tell them, how, how would you get an agreement if they're looking at it from two different perspectives? Find a way to marry those two perspectives and merge them into one Okay. Telescope, if you will, or mm-hmm. <laughs> binoculars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I, I don't know how to explain that answer. You have to learn to accept it, mm-hmm. and you have to learn how to navigate yeah. that. Because you can't change the other person to see things the way you see things. Mm-hmm. So, if you have... One spouse that has a dominant personality. Um, what what I, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I believe what you're saying is don't bu- be a bully and just get your way because you have the dominant personality. Yeah, don't don't and, try to dominate. Exactly. Yeah. And even if your your spouse. Um, I'm not going to I don't I don't know what the t- correct term is, but I don't want to say allow you to do it. But even if they go along with you, that doesn't necessarily mean they're in agreement with whatever it is you're doing. They're just going along with it. Right. Sometimes you just go along to get along. And then when they blow up in your face, then you're like, oh, you know, then you got to come back around to your your spouse. Be like, oh, I'm sorry. You should apologize. And you should, you know, say, hey, I missed it. And I should be a learning uh, teaching moment for yourself that you need to listen to your spouse. But sometimes as spouses, we go along just to get along, but we're not necessarily in agreement with whatever it is our spouse is doing, whether it's new business, new career, new job opportunity, whatever it may be. Uh, We're not necessarily in agreement. We just, yeah, that's what you're doing. And and sometimes sometimes as spouses, we're like, okay, you do you. And and this is, I I think this is where you're going. You get to the point where you do you and I do me. And it all starts from something small. Because we're not in agreement, then you get to that point. Or maybe I'm just... Well, I was thinking more along the lines of you have a small disagreement and you have a lot of small disagreements. And then that tends to get under the person's skin. And then before you know it, you're disagreeing about more stuff, Mm -hmm. more important stuff. Mm -hmm. Now you're disagreeing about the finances. You're disagreeing about where you want to live, where you want to invest, where you want to go on vacation, how you want to raise the children. Mm. Um, And it become it snowballs into you just y'all just disagreeing, period. Y'all don't have any type of cohesiveness where you learn, Okay, we disagree about. Let's use, for an example, getting married. 
We gonna put the ketchup in the refrigerator, or we gonna put the ketchup in the cabinet? We gonna squeeze the toothpaste from the middle, or we gonna squeeze it from the end so from we can middle. get more toothpaste out? We gonna put the roll of toilet paper going forward, or we gonna put the roll of toilet paper going back? Backwards. And now, <laughs> <laughs> and now we have these little things, and we're having big arguments over these little disagreements. Mm -hmm. And because we're having these big arguments, now we got an attitude and we don't want to agree with our spouse about other stuff that's more important. Uh, Choose your battles. Okay. So if the person squeezes the toothpaste from the middle and you don't like that, when you use your toothpaste, squeeze it from the bottom. Or buy another or tube of toothpaste. Or have two tubes of toothpaste. <laughs> have two things yeah, of ketchup. Exactly. Have two rolls of toilet paper. Exactly. One going forward, one going back. It's not that serious. But we tend to make it serious. The scripture that I was referring to in Song of Solomon, and I'm going to read it from the translation. Excuse me. I'm going to read the translation, the uh, Passion Translation. You must, uh, sorry, Song of Solomon 2 and 15. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard, of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them from me? Excuse me. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. Mm. I love that version. It is so we will do it together. appropriate. We will do it together. And so don't let those small foxes hinder your relationship. Those toilet paper disagreements and the mustard and the ketchup and where are we going to eat? It's not that serious. There's mm-hmm. so much, as the saying goes, bigger fish to fry. We will do it together because there's power in agreement. There's power in husbands and wives, husband and wife, husband and wife coming together and agreeing on something. We will do it together. And I, I dare say a lot of, I'm going to say a lot, I dare say there are marriages or hopefully people who are not listening or people who are listening to us where maybe you're not doing it together. And my wife just, you know, she just came from Song of Solomon, just read it to you out of Song of Solomon. Do it, doing it together. It not only is there power in agreement, but it, it, it gives you memories and it gives you testimonies. And maybe that's the same thing, but it gives you testimony. So when things happen in the future, as you're going down the road of life, you can look back and say, you know what? God brought us through that. God brought us through that. And God brought us through that. And I don't know how we got through that, but we got through it. I didn't think we was ever going to get through that, whether bankruptcy or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know how he was going to get through that, but some kind of way God brought us through that. And then you can give your testimony because there's always a younger couple, another couple coming down the road that you've already traveled. And sometimes in life, that's that's what we have to be, a testimony to other people, a commercial. I think Bishop Jakes uses the phrase, uh, you're commercial for other people. So mm-hmm. they can um, see a God's goodness in your life. And maybe God is just using you, whatever it is that you're going through right now. And whatever he's going to bring you through, he's bringing you through that so you can be a commercial to somebody else Mm -hmm. so they can see it. Say, oh, the Harrisons made it through that. 
The mm-hmm. James made it through that. The, the Dancers made it. Yeah, that. made it through that. <laughs> so I, okay, okay, I, I, I see. I see what you. Yeah, because frying I, over there. I think um, when I mentioned before, there's power and agreement. So there's weakness and disagreement. Yes. So when you disagree, that leaves a foothold for the enemy to come in, because he says, "Oh, okay, I got him. Okay, so now they're disagreeing over this." I'm going to make them mad at each other. And now their defenses are down. Mm -hmm. And that is just a subtle way for the enemy to trick married couples uh, into not agreeing with each other because there's power in agreement. Uh, We've all heard the phrase divide and conquer, right? So the enemy wants to divide you so he can conquer your marriage. We know that he just comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill your marriage. He wants to uh, steal the image of Christ in the church. He wants to ultimately uh, break you up. You know, that's the strategy that the enemy uses. And so how do married couples avoid this foothold? Um, Ephesians 4, 2, and 23 says, With all humility... And gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity. We talked about this on power of agreement in the first um, episode. Mm-hmm. Unity is another word for agreement. Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You got to keep the peace in your house because... You know, the enemy is using every tactic. He knows your weaknesses. And so if you get in agreement, that is going to strengthen your bond together and strengthen your bond against the enemy. Because remember, Douglas and I say this all the time. You are not each other's enemy. Y'all are on the same team. That scripture was actually Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. Oh, what did I say? You say Ephesians 4, 23. Okay, Ephesians 4, verses 2 through 3. Yeah. My bad. No. I agree with you, dear. Thank you for correcting me. It's your notes. I'm just reading your notes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were talking about disagreement and weakness in disagreement, it immediately, I immediately thought of Job and his wife. Sorry. Um, and Job 2, 9... Chapter 2, verse in the ninth, chapter 2, ninth verse, NIV. Um, His wife said to him, this was after everything happened. His wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. And if you don't know the story of Job, uh, please read it. Um, He was a man of very, he he was wealthy. Um, Satan came up to the Lord. was like, hey, I can do this, that, and the other to Job. And you know, and but you have a hedge of protection around him, and basically God told him you can do anything you want, but don't touch his life. So his children died. His, you know, he lost everything, and his friends, and ultimately his wife came to him and said, you know, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. So here's the disagreement. They didn't stay in agreement when times got rough, mm-hmm. and every marriage is going to go through a rough patch or season. Um, it's, it's a given it's don't think 
we'll talk about the fiery trials. Um, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials, yes. which are to try you. Come on, CBI. Um, so <laughs> I love putting my wife on the spot. Uh, so when when tough times come, watch what you say, because that's how you um, come out of agreement is through your words, um, saying things when you're frustrated, saying things when times are uh, rough, saying thing when saying things against God when times are tough or saying things against each other. Uh, when times are tough, marriage is not, you know, peaches and cream, 100, you know, 365 days a year. It That's not, it's not real. That's not life. No, and I say this all the time, no matter what people show you on Instagram or Twitter, you know, they, they got the pictures, they get all dressed up. That is not marriage. They just giving you a glimpse into their life, a little snapshot into their life. And that it may is not, not even be marriage. a real glimpse. Uh-oh. It might be a facade. It might be a mask. Uh-oh. And sometimes there are people who are marriages who are going through things and they're just trying to make it seem like they are just so perfect. But when in reality, they're not. So I said all that to say when times get, because Renee, you talked about in disagreement, that's when the weakness comes. And Job, I don't think there's any better example in the Bible of a marriage. When things got tough, they went in. They were not in agreement because she thought his wife thought he did something. She was like, yo, we lost our kids. We lost our house. We lost our money. We lost everything. Mm-hmm. And they um, said, yo, back then. Did they say what? Yo, back then. I don't know. Oh, OK. You said <laughs> she was like, yo. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Let me find what version that's in. <laughs> OK. All right. All right. I, I see what you say. <laughs> Oh. So the scripture that you're referring to is in 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Mm-hmm. Verse 13 says, but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. That was the scripture I said? First Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery okay. trials, yeah. which yeah. is to try you. Yeah. You just gave me more. See, I just yeah. gave more. Okay. All right. All right. We're in agreement. We're in agreement. So one of the things you have to be in agreement in is um, the call over your life. And I know... You, I know you're already married now, but single people, we, we didn't forget about you. Um, one of the interesting um, verses or stories in the Bible to me is when it talks about um, in Luke 4, 38 and 41, it talks about Jesus got up. He left the synagogue and went to Simon Peter's house um, because his mother-in-law had a fever. And I think it's so interesting that I don't think we give Peter's wife enough credit in the Bible mm-hmm. for, I'm, I'm not going to say allowing her husband to travel with Jesus, but if Peter was rolling with Jesus for those three years and Jesus did so many miracles that the Bible can't write them all and Peter was with her. With him? With him. Yeah, with him. 
how did Mrs. Peter not get mad? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, for him to be on the road with Jesus for three years and just, you know, hey, let's go fish. Let's go over here. Let's let's take a walk here and let's go here. And let's go there. And I don't I don't call recall in the Bible where Peter was ever like, hey, let me go home. Check with my wife first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just they were in agreement that this was Peter's call over his life. And so for my single folks, I want to ask you, what are you called to do? And when you are, now that you're, you know, dating and getting out there and mixing and mingle, and as my son would say, I'm single and I want to mingle, and single and ready to mingle. Um, if you're thinking about getting married, have you had the discussion with your future uh, spouse about what your call is for your life? Because you should be in agreement over that. And whether it's, and I, let's just say you have the call to be a, a minister, a call to start a church, and you're thinking about, you know, I have a call to start the church. I, I have a call to be a pastor. Well, the person you're dating, does she have the call to be a first lady? Because that that's an awesome responsibility in and of itself. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to talk again. Communication. Um, you got to communicate and understand if you're going to be in agreement. Because this is my call over my life, and I know I may love you, but I feel like I got to do what God told me to do. And if God told me to do this, and you're not in agreement with it, then you know it was yeah. nice knowing you. Maybe maybe it's not even a call; it's just a passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to travel the world, and your spouse to be doesn't want to travel the world or don't like to travel. you have aspirations to go back to school and get your degree and you don't want to work and you want there to be a what is a single single sing, single income family mm-hmm. because you want to go back to school or you want to do something else um you just need to be in agreement about that because you don't want to cause any Frustration and like you just said, that all boils down to communicating yeah. that information and coming into agreement. And coming into agreement doesn't necessarily mean you like the idea, mm-hmm. because sometimes you may not like the idea, but you may say, you know what, I'm gonna trust you. I love you enough. I respect you. Um, let's let's do it. That's there's power in yeah. that. I dare say, and I think we've mentioned this in podcasts before, that Doug and I have made mistakes um, that we agreed on. We have. (laughs) And we never blamed the other and said, well, it was your idea to begin with. Mm -hmm. No, we sat down and we came into agreement about that. And whether it succeeded or it was a miss. I don't even want to say it was a failure because a those are learning experiences. Yeah. And so it didn't go as pla- according to plan. Then we were in that together. And I think that has helped us in our relationship where we didn't point fingers at one another and say, you know, you messed up. No, we messed up. Yeah. Now, we've said that about little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if I burnt something and I was in there cooking it, then... <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> um, 
I don't burn food, y'all. I don't burn food. That was just no, a, a, a hypothetical. Don't burn food anymore. I, why? Because I, I barely cook. <laughs> don't even try it. Don't even try it. We are in agreement when I say I'm not cooking. Yeah, I'm like, cool. And you only said that because this week I said it's my birthday week. Oh, yeah, that's right, y'all. Yes. Give it up for me. I'd like to see some shout outs on the page. July 12th is my birthday. Yes. I said I'm not cooking this week. And I say, cool. Um, but there are times where I throw down and I have lots of food in there, but most of the time it's healthy. That's why when I say I'm not cooking, okay, he's how, like, how cool. We're we talking about power <laughs> of agreement. You, you just went on a whole nother tangent. I did. I did. But we're in agreement when I'm not cooking. Yeah. And even though he may not particularly care for eating, say, fish, which mm-hmm. I cook a lot of, Mm-mm. he gets an agreement with me and he eats it. Because it's healthy. It's good for me. Yes. Yes. We're team dance. I know know you're looking out for me. And we agreed that we want to grow old together and healthy together. So I'm looking out for our best interests. And you agree you're okay with me looking out for our best interests. I'm just going to fuss about it while I'm doing it. And he does. Yeah. And I get an attitude. And guess what? We in agreement. I'm going to make some more fish. And he going to eat it again. But since we on the subject of fish, I don't know how we got on this subject. (laughs) I don't know. I grilled fish the other day. The other weekend. You was talking about Peter. when Peter a fisherman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the fish came out good. And I was like, huh, girl fish. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? Mm-hmm. See? Okay. See? I don't know, that, didn't co- that didn't cost you anything it to didn't. those listening. It didn't cost you anything. It didn't cost but you a thing. to come back to um, your calling in life and things of that nature, one of the things we used to do, um, when we were teaching premarital class, we would have the prospective couple go over their vows just in a, a regular setting, not in a you know wedding rehearsal, but just go over your vows and think about and talk, articulate what your vows are. Say it out loud so you can hear what, what you're you saying. Said, yeah. yeah, so That's you can a come good in idea. agreement. We used to do it. You're like, that's a good idea. We yeah, no, I'm saying to, saying it to our audi- listening audience. That's yeah. a good idea that people should do it more often. Yeah. Because in that moment, they're so Caught emotional the and yeah. emotional. They're probably just repeating what the minister is telling them to say and mm-hmm. not really letting what they're saying sink in. Yeah. That's good. But to the married folks, they're already married, so. Yeah, but they still need to remember, be reminded of what they committed to, what they what covenant they took. Oh my I goodness. like that. Okay, so that's your homework for this week. Go for the married couples, go over your marriage vows. And for those who are single, um, if you're dating and you're, you know, thinking about getting married, you and your prospective spouse just sit down and go over your vows so you can come into agreement or not. As to what you are saying and what you're about to get into, because marriage is a ministry. It really is. Absolutely. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. 
We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.